year. First pitch swinging, line drive, he's done it. John Means has no hit, the Mariners. They Round fake, dishes, Kyrie going for the 50 piece. Irving has 50! Pressure from the Steelers, Mayfield in trouble, he's going to be taken down. Who else but T.J. Watt? First downs on this drive, Heineke, Enzo, McLaurin, touchdown! Torres drives that ball center field, hit deep, going back near the wall, Wilkerson maybe, nope, goodbye home run. Get him out of there! Don't throw to him! i never seen anything like Put it. Put up four fingers! I've never seen anything I mean, like it. He is just tearing the Orioles apart! Jonathan Taylor! Come on, touchdown, Indy, as he crossed the tape at the goal line. 78 yards. And here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Department Podcast. I am Stephen Bologna, joined alongside Jesse Norman and Justin Valentovic. No Steve Clark today, being a little bit under the weather, so hopefully he gets back on track soon enough and uh, we'll see him on a podcast soon i mean no no wrestling i mean he's 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 been out of it i wonder if we see him sooner in the office or on a podcast at this rate whichever one comes first but he's doing a little bit better still a little lying symptoms of covid so he's getting there yeah and it's time for another nfl division preview uh we're joined by tj hawkinson who (laughs) missed the nfc north by a week um jesse i mean the hair it's are we going to cut anytime soon or prime Jacob DeGrom right there? No, I don't think so. I'm All keeping right. it. All right. Um, have you cut it since COVID began? Like real talk, like have you? Um, I cut it when I literally like the week before I moved, I had a barber in North Jersey that I really liked. And since then I haven't had any mm. deals. I guess they don't have barbers so, in Michigan. <laughs> well, not one, not, not Sam's no, that, that is true. Once you, once Jersey, you trust, baby. once you trust one barber, you're with them till they die. Yeah. Like, so honestly, when I had, when I had to move. Yes. <laughs> well, I've been going to the same yeah. barber since like high school and I, it's out of my way now. So it's like, I still go to him. Well, listen, Jesse's coming back to, to Jers for so four days. going to cut. <laughs> I might, yeah, I might get a couple trip. <laughs> no, we were planning it's a six-day trip. The six okay. day trip. Yes, but two of which are travel days, so it's really four. <laughs> yes, Justin was very upset with the details of your trip. It's bullshit. <laughs> well, speaking of bullshit, we got the AFC North to talk yes, about. <laughs> talking AFC North with the Browns, Ravens, Bengals, and Jesse's good old steel curtain the Pittsburgh Steelers, which coming into the offseason made um, the biggest move, I'd say, with the Browns acquiring Deshaun Watson, who did not play last year because he was accused of sexually harassing 20, 30 almost. Yeah, an insane amount of women, just a messy, horrible situation. And um, the Browns took the risk, traded for him, gave him a nice fat extension, and Six game suspension is what is being recommended with no fine. Um, but the NFL is going to fight that. So, as they are pushing for a full year suspension, it absolutely should be. Um, like we've kind of all said, there's no precedent really for what he did and how to handle it. But the sheer number of just allegations and women and everything else is disgusting. And at that point, I mean, personally, I don't think he should play football ever again. That's just my stance. But if he were to get punished, it should be a hefty fine and minimum of a year at that point. Because at this point, they're saying PEDs and gambling on your teams when you're not even playing is worse than what he did, which is sick. Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more. I personally 
think he should be eligible to play anymore. Um, but yeah, the minimum should be at least a year um, and a very big fine, especially since the Browns worked out the contract to try to make it so that even if he's suspended for the year, he pretty much doesn't lose any of that big $40 million because his base salary is only $1 million this year, which I think, like, that's just, when you hear that, like, it's, it's so scummy. sleazy and it's, scummy and disgusting. It's like, like, wow, you know this guy did something so terrible that he could be suspended for the whole year without pay because he's not going on the commissioner's exempt list where he would still be getting paid. So in turn, instead of doing that, you gave him all of his money as signing bonus for this entire year. They knew what they were doing. And it, it, like, Jesse, you said it earlier, too. It's like I, they went from, like, the lovable losers to a team you hope get over the hump to, like, oh, they made it to the playoffs, Baker, to now, like, I just don't like this team. You just, don't You don't want to root for this team anymore. There's nothing appealing about this team that is like, oh, yeah, they're the scrappy underdogs now. Because realistically, even in their own division, they're not the likable underdogs anymore because you have the Bengals taking over that role with the run that they went on. And everybody finds the Bengals a lot more likable than they find the Browns at this point. Yeah, and Browns fans all over Twitter complaining to the NFL about this. But I saw a good point. If if you're a woman and Deshaun Watson is not on your team – and this happens, it's like you'd be upset if he got a slap on the wrist like this. Just a terrible situation. Like, outside of, like, like honestly, like if you're a fan of the Browns and, like, you have any sense of, like, moral compass, like, how do you root for that team still? Because at that point, you're saying, like, being a decent human is less important than playing football at that point. He- yeah, I mean, it's tough because then it comes back to the discussion of, oh, well, I don't root for the back of the jersey i root for the name on the jersey but it's it's really really disgusting and like should be an alienating thing to part of their fan base because i mean and i don't think anybody realistically can even try to say oh he didn't do anything and these these women were all looking for attention or whatever at the end of the day, this man tried to visit 60-plus massage therapists in a 17-month span. That's, That's like over predatory, three a month. Yes. That's predatory I, at that point. As I don't think I've ever heard of an athlete wanting to go with all these different massage therapists for any type of reason. Um, yeah. So I think his, obviously, like the intentions, everything that happened is very terrible and awful. And if this six-game suspension holds, I think it's going to look really bad on them. And I'm just looking at their schedule. And they yeah, have, I was doing that earlier. Right I, now, yeah. they, like, they have two primetime games, right? And then two TBD games, right? Which those, because the matchups that are TBD are Raven-Steelers. So those will be 445, you know, they'll 4 be, o'clock flexed, to prime. Probably. Right? So at that point, you have like the whole world watching those games, but, and it looks out for them where literally the only one that would be a primetime game would be their away game against the Steelers in week 18. So it's like, they're dodging bullets because it's like, he's going to get killed on the road regardless. And he rightfully so yeah. like outside well, of the uh, bubble of Cleveland, like they're not going to get well-received at all. The worst case scenario too is like, and it's so it's awful that 
you know, this could happen is if he comes back after the six games and they just start rolling and he plays really well, I mean, things are probably going to turn and how, you know, how are the media going to cover it? Um, that could also not happen. I mean, looking at the Browns' schedule, it's there's not many easy games per se. Um, I think when Watson comes back, best case scenario, if it's at you know game seven, best case scenario, I think they're three and three. Um, yeah, and, there's also and, a total chance they're one. And, and honestly, five. if it's six games, week seven and on, the only lock I see is Houston the Texans. Yeah, yeah, Houston. Yep. Bad situation. Um, agreed. He should be suspended minimum a year with a huge fine. But um, I, I, I could see them meeting in the middle somewhere and maybe saying something like 10 games. Um, but again, still going to be an ongoing fight for it just a little puts bit. A, it just puts a whole damper on the rest of the Browns offseason. It, it's, like, it's like they got Amari Cooper. That was a fun trade. But then we thought, oh, you know, they're going to pair it with Baker. But, nah. but then they got Jacoby Brissett where it's like, Oh, they got a backup because they knew what was probably coming down the pipe. It's eh. just, it's just going to look bad because the NFL cracks down so hard on other shit. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, the, that literally for so yeah. long, sports betting for on one game for an entire season, where you literally didn't even hurt other people, where you just hurt yourself, or you yeah. were an idiot, right? And obviously, it, like the Ben stuff, the Zeke stuff, that falls into this category. Ray Rice, obviously, but it's like the non, like bullshit stuff where you don't hurt a person you're just hurting yourself or just being an idiot it's like you get killed for that but then this is just like a slap on the wrist it's ridiculous well, and i think i think it's it's even more unprecedented than the ben and zeke stuff because ben and zeke had each one case that was being yeah. tried against them not uh, 30 zeke in a zeke in a civil case ben in the criminal case and then both were pretty much acquitted uh watson settled out of court on nearly 30 cases so how is how is zeke and ben's one case of being acquitted in equal to 30 equal to 30 and settling outside of court i just make yeah, no sense I, it's literally baffling it is, it is quite literally baffling and it's I, I know i've seen uh rapaport uh talk about it on nfl network that the NFL doesn't have an exact policy for this, so that's why it had to oh, go to judge. And that's why Ridley, you know, automatically was the year because it's already written specifically in the rule book. So but the NFL is just super big on if it's written down in the rule book, they have to follow. But, but that's if also it's the not NFL- written down. They have this huge well, spectrum. Well, that's the classic NFL. It's oh, we don't know what to do, so let's just wing it. Look at Josh Gordon. How many times has he suspended, reinstated, resuspended? How many times? Well, there. There was a time that they suspended they no him idea. for him literally drinking wine. Like, what? When was why? Why couldn't he drink? Like, yeah. it didn't. Oh, messy situation. But let's get into the division talk now. DraftKings does not have the division odds. They're the only division without the odds. So we're gonna go I with. Think, honestly, that's because they were sitting on what happens. I know. Wait, 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 wait. I saw them the other day, and well, I think I can remember insider them. information. Well, no, 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 I saw it on a on like you gotta lose MGM enough to get that thing. info. Yeah, I, Steelers I were ten thing. to one. Steelers were ten to one to win the division. So like yes. plus a thousand. I yeah. think then I think it was Browns, which were plus three twenty-five-ish. And then I think Bengals and Ravens were both like around plus two hundred-ish. 
Yeah. So let's start with the Steelers are the big long shot. Yes. So let's start with those Steelers and a couple season. Yeah. A couple acquisitions. Uh, ben retired. Jesse's <laughs> upset about that. Thank God. By subtraction. Um, so they signed Mitch Trubisky to be QB one and then went and drafted Kenny Pickett with their first round pick. Uh, they signed Miles Jack from Jacksonville, uh, James Daniels guard from the bears. They did lose Juju Smith-Schuster, Joe Hayden and Terrell Edmonds. Um, this was them trying under to seven wins on them, by the way, on the year. I say over just because Tomlin and I trust him as a coach. You know, he's a Hall of Fame coach at this point and not having a losing season for however long he's been there until I see it. I'm just not going to believe it. it's possible. But also, like, they made enough competitive moves that they can tread water. Like, you know, yes, they are rebuilding and kind of rebooting their team with Pickett on the horizon. Jesse probably feel different, but it's just like, it's still a f- okay team. Like it's still, there's still talent there. Like, I think they will be okay. I don't think they will be a playoff team just by the step, how loaded the AFC is, but they're not going to be far and away the worst. You know, they're probably coming last in the division just because someone has to, but it won't be because they have three to four wins. Yeah. I, I, I think this is probably an eight to nine win team. But when you look at that in the context of the division, um, depending on the Watson situation, because realistically, I think if Watson is gone for 12 games, then you're looking at the Browns probably going behind pretty hard. But um, right now, it doesn't seem like there's another real route for the Steelers to finish, I think, above third place, barring Kenny Pickett coming out and looking a lot better than he has at camp. Um, none of the quarterbacks allegedly have looked good at camp. Um, yeah, and, that. and Rudolph um, apparently yeah. is, is still in the conversation. Um, so, I mean, that's that's just a joke. That's unfortunate. Um, is he not like a free I, agent yet? I feel like he's just been there for like 10 years. He has. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Not 10, but like it's he's going on like year six, I feel like. Let me look it up. Um, but, I mean, I think I think this team, it's still obviously the defense is going to be. Drafted in 18. Carrying. Oh, this is yeah. last year. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I think the defense is going to be half to try to carry, but. Uh, I really have such low expectations for Pickett at this point. I, Steve knows, you know, probably I think four or five days before the draft we were talking and I was just watching more Pickett stuff. And I was like, this guy doesn't throw outside the numbers. He hates throwing outside. And you need to be able to do that. Do succeed well, he has in the NFL. Hands, so he can't grip the ball. So he can't throw hard. I think he just can't actually look over and off his number one receiver, who is normally the drag route at Pitt um, or a crossing. And I mean, when you look at the way the Steelers are constructed, your number one receiver is Claypool, who is an outside guy. Um, So that's kind of difficult. And then you have Deontay, who, while is a very good underneath receiver, he also does tend to drop a lot. Of There's going to be a lot of growing pains for the Steelers this year in figuring out what their next identity is going to be. Well, there's going to be a lot of growing pains on if they even, I mean, we really have to see if Pickett's going to develop someone or if Trubisky goes out and wins the job. But I think the preseason for the Steelers probably matters more than any other team because they need they need the preseason to figure out the quarterback thing. Because in training camp right now, just none of them look good. I think 
if you're the Steelers, at least to me, I think you start the year with Trubisky. And because I, I mean, from what I've read, like Pickett just doesn't look good. So he's clearly not ready. And, and don't rush it. We all knew that, though, going out into the draft, that none of these quarterbacks were day one starters. See, but Pickett I mean, but that's that's the joke, though. Pickett was supposed to be the pro yeah. ready guy. Pickett was supposed to be the reason you drafted him in the first round was that he could start right away. And the fact that you have guys like Malik Willis falling to the third round and you think of the other players that are on the board when the Steelers are picking, it looks really bad if your pro-ready quarterback can't get onto the field. It's not like he's like Jordan Love where he was supposed to develop and take time and then, you know, maybe it doesn't work out. This is supposed to be a this is the only pro-ready guy who can step in and learn a playbook. And if he can't do that, that is a failure of the first-round pick that they spent on. Yeah, and um, I've seen that they've tried to they've – they've opened up talks with Deontay Johnson on an extension. Nothing really has come into fruition with that. Um, so that's a big piece you're going to want to lock up because whoever plays quarterback, they're going to have some weapons. Johnson's good. Claypool – Looked good his his rookie year. Fryermuth is awesome. Najee Harris is a workhorse. No, it's it's a competent. The line, they always the have a good offensive slowly, line. Yeah, the line is slowly young but getting better. Um, yeah, it's a competent. I think I, I think unit. the James Daniels too. That signing I think is a big deal. I don't know why the Bears just let like literal franchise like offensive the linemen. They're just like, oh, no, see ya. We'll get they, another they guy. Give, they don't give a shit about winning football games. I'm convinced, honestly. No, they are they they are not. Um, so on FanDuel, actually, plus nine fifty Steelers to win the division. Possibility or no? No, I mean it's possible with Tomlin. I guess if the Ravens get hurt, Bengals relapse, and Deshaun's out for the year. Yeah, but, but they need realistically they need three miracles they need, to happen at that point. Yeah, they need everything to break at that point, um, and to get lucky. Or I mean, they need Pickett to like come out and be like rookie of the year off, off of the jump, which I just don't see happen. Um, yeah, definitely not. So, I mean, I predict last in the division, depending on the Watson thing, maybe they can move up if that kind of falls. But this is a team that is, like Justin said, probably going to have a lot of growing pains early on in the year. And Tomlin's the right man to have to lead that ship. So, um. Yeah, it's going to be an odd year for the Steelers. Uh, got to figure out who's playing quarterback and kind of just go from there. Uh, predictions on who wins the job? I think to start, it's going to be Trubisky. I say Trubisky. I think they have to go pick it from the start. I, I think I really do think it's going to come down to who just who looks the best in preseason. Yeah, at that point, you have to give all three a fair shot, right? Mm-hmm. I would, I would go, I would go Trubisky and Pickett, and then Rudolph can clean up the fourth quarters if need be. Yeah. I, I just the Rudolph ship is sailed, right? Like you, there's no, there is, there's barring nothing. Injury, like come on, barring injury, there's nothing he should do that he plays other than Trubisky and Pickett getting hurt. Because Trubisky yeah. should start, and if he gets hurt or sucks, it should go to Pickett. There's no reason at that point Rudolph sees the field. Unless yeah. Pickett just looks that bad that you have to. That he has to be QB3. At that point, you deactivate him and have him hold a clipboard. Yeah. But, again, not a good look for a first-round quarterback who is deemed the most pro-ready. But 
over seven wins for the Steelers. I think that's reason- I think that's reasonable. Think, seven to nine. I think that in that range is fair for the Steelers. Um, next lowest odds uh, is the Cleveland Browns. Now we're gonna go with let's say this Deshaun suspension stand at six games. Um, looking at their offseason, obviously they got Deshaun Watson, they traded for Amari Cooper, and they brought in Jacoby Brissett to fill the games that Deshaun Watson is going to miss. Um, they did lose Rashard Higgins, Jarvis Landry, J.C. Treater, and Austin Hooper. But they did sign David Njoku. Yeah. So, well, being our resident Jacoby Brissett expert, <laughs> you know, say the first six games, they're winnable. You have Panthers, Jets, that's Brissett could win those, right? Then the Steelers, that's a coin toss. Falcons, he should win. Chargers, probably not. And Lost. Patriots, no. Lost. So at that point, yeah. that's... They need to go three and three. Yeah. Three yeah. and three is their best case scenario, but then you look at the games after that, it and goes, I don't think they get much, much easier. No, because the remainder of their schedule is Ravens, Bengals, so those right there, that's a welcome back to the NFL for Watson if he comes back, or if it's Brissett, those are two losses right there. Then you go into your bye week, and... Oh, wait, is, yeah, this is the Browns. And then you have... The bye week, then you have the Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. And Bills, then, Bucks, back-to-back is tough. Yeah. And then even Miami's nothing to sniff at at that point. And then you have Houston, which that's a wash. Then you have Cincinnati, Baltimore, New Orleans, Washington, and then Pittsburgh. Washington Yeah, and, so three of your last six weeks are division two. You know, and then Washington and New Orleans, they're kind of on the same page with each other. And at that point, they're probably they're not it, gonna it's roll not over. an easy win. No, I'll they're not that. gonna they're not gonna roll over and die. Like at that point, they have two quarterbacks that can throw them into games that'll keep pace with them at that point. Well, and especially New or- I expect at least New Orleans to still probably be fighting for a playoff spot at that point. Yeah, they're by default the second best team in the South anyway. And yeah, well, and if, if they look even semi-confident, they'll probably win at least nine to ten games. So if it's, if, it's, odd. if it's six for Watson, say they go three and three, at that point he has to win ten straight to have, like, a good season because other than that it's going to be tough. You know, 13 and oh, three at that point or whatever the hell it is. 13 and four. Yeah, that's that's nuts. I'm I think, mean, that now you're even looking at a team like 11. I think, I, but like also it's like, it's also like, okay, fine. He comes up, we're also afraid of the fact he didn't play football at all last year. He's right. coming off yeah. a year and a half of not playing football. There's going to well, yeah, be timing. There's going to be rust. Be playing the Ravens. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not like he's getting reoriented back into football at that. Like, it's going to be tough. So at that case, I would say they're almost, you know, 500 when he comes back at that point. Well, and I mean, I don't want to, you know, predict injury or anything, but Amari Cooper has not really been able to stay healthy for a significant part of a full season. And who is their number two? Donovan Peoples-Jones? He's apparently looked really good in camp. I will say that. But yes. I mean, cool. That's great. But if he moves up to your number one, then who's your new number two? Like, I legitimately don't even know who their number three is. Um, they have rookie David Bell as depth chart number three. Oh. Um, they, also have yeah. Jakeem, they also have Jakeem Grant that they signed. This is, yeah, this is not Bad. a great uh, receiving core that, um, that you're inheriting. And I mean, Obviously, they're going to run the ball a lot, but losing Trenner does hurt, I think. Yeah. Um, this, I, I mean, it, 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 there's it's no, a, it's there's a good no, team, but it's a tough schedule. 
and there's no accurate way to gauge them until we get a resolution. And honestly, I don't know when we'll get a resolution until right, really right before the season starts. And at that point, it's like, I can't, I can't make any statements on this team. Yeah. Cause I think the NFL will appeal. And then whatever they do, Deshaun's probably going to appeal. It, it's going to be then, a mess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the Browns. Um, it, it's all just going to depend on the Watson situation. So we will see how that plays out. Um, next up on the list, the second highest odds are the team that shocked the world last year, Cincinnati Bengals at plus 180 to win the division. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl last year. They fell short to the Rams. Um, looking at their acquisitions, they addressed the offensive line. Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, Sean Hayden Hurst. They did lose CJ Uzama and Larry Ongunjobi. So, I think literally the fact that they bought an entire new offensive line, I think that's good enough to keep them 11 to 14 wins maybe at that point yeah, because the team, the, everyone else is still there it's like yeah you lost uzama but it's like okay down the playoff run he didn't play much he got hurt and hayden hurst is a fine tight end but as long as you have burrow and chase and burrow actually has time with joe mixon yeah. this team's gonna be good again Gotta it's as simple healthy. as That's that all. yeah no it's really gonna be the health factor um and I think this, honestly, I think this defense is going to probably be even better than it was last year. Um, this time last year, I was absolutely killing the defense. And I literally was like, Justin, this is a good defense. This is the number one run defense. Um, doesn't matter. Out the window, doesn't matter. But, um, no, I mean, I think this team, the Lyle Collins deal is – exceptional i mean it's a play it's literally a player that shouldn't be available and is only available because of how badly the cowboys mishandled their their book yeah and i mean it's it's a guy that is probably i don't want to say he's you know a a top five tackle but i would say he's probably better than what they have 10 he's i mean he's he's a legit starting right tackle at the end of the day and that is not something that they had and then the Kappa signing, I also think is big. And most of the players that they had on the line last year did show some flashes besides right tackle um, with, re- you know, going away. Really good three-man set of receivers. Obviously, Chase is the star. But I think Higgins and Boyd are also severely underrated. I think Boyd is probably a top three to four slot receiver. Um, yeah. And Higgins is a great, you know, go up and get a guy. I think they all complement each other so well. I don't see this team like really taking a step back. No, you usually they, hear about regression when a team loses the Super Bowl, but this is just such a young team that I, I don't, I don't see where the regression happens. Well, that's it, the thing. Unless injury. They hit their window perfectly, and they made the right moves to capitalize on that window and try to get back to the Super Bowl, and they really did everything they were supposed to do, which priority number one, two, three, four, and five, which was get offensive linemen for Joe Burrow, and they did that. And at that point, I don't see why not. They're not flirting with the division with the Ravens down the stretch. Yeah, this this is going to be my division winner. Last thing they really have to do is just re-sign Jesse Bates. I don't know if he's reported the camp yeah. yet, but that's, that's really the only blemish. Um, so, yeah, Bengals. Again, my division winner. Um, are they a, are they a safe bet for you guys to win the division at plus one eighty? I say I think so. I think they're better. Than I the think Ravens. that's a good bet. I like them offensively much better than the Ravens. Burrow is just awesome. Kind of a toss up for me because I do think the Ravens. I think we do forget 
how good the Ravens are as a regular season team yes. because of how banged up they were last year. But the Bengals are really good on paper. But also once the Ravens, I mean, we can kind of transition to the Ravens here. Once you kind of slow down their running game, it's it's not pretty passing now really anymore. Yeah, um, a team that just didn't upgrade a wide receiver. They downgraded, uh, they, if anything. They let their only one go, really. So really hoping on Rashad Bateman to, to step it up. Um, I have heard he's looked good in camp, but. That's good. And they um, willingly traded away Hollywood Brown, just saying. I mean, okay, all right. Yeah. I'm trading away Hollywood I, Brown no, for I know. a first, first round pick. No, I agree. But it's just like. He also just got arrested today for uh, yeah. criminally speeding. Yep. <sighs> Um, they signed Marcus Williams, so just adding to that stack secondary. Uh, they drafted Kyle Hamilton. Um, Tyler Linderbaum is just going to be in a mauler on the offense. But it's line. like I like I like what they do, but they're still a run first team, and I feel like in this NFL, you got to be able to throw the ball and win in shootouts if you had to. And I don't trust the Ravens, not even because of like Lamar being a quarterback. I just don't trust their offensive weapons to get open and catch the ball outside of Mark Andrews. They do get yeah, Dobbs they're, back, they're which is good. They um, get Gus the bus back, too. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, other – like, Devin Duvernay, James Prochet. It's one, like, it's one of the worst receiving cores in the football. They just – I'm If we're being honest, do you know what it reminds me of? I mean, what, besides – if you were to keep Marquise Brown on this team, it literally reminds me of, like, a Tyreek Hill, Kansas City. And then everyone else. Where it's just like – oh, we have this guy in Marquise Brown that we really liked. And then we got Duvernay and like all these other guys that are kind of similar to him, but we don't actually have any other really good receivers. We don't have a route runner. We don't have all these different things. And it's great, like you said, when you are the number one rushing team, but in the NFL in today's world, you have to throw the ball to win. Um, You have to be able to pass. And while I don't think Lamar is as limited as some people, um, the Ravens have not put him in a situation where he can flourish throwing the ball. That being said, I do think the defense is going to be scary. I think moving on from Don Martindale is going to prove to be very good, putting the extra emphasis on the safeties and the secondary, but now also having the pass rush actually be viable um, instead of just, you know, these weird zero blitzes that you constantly are blitzing every single time. And that is the only way you can get pass rush. I think this gives them a lot more flexibility to just four man rush and five man rush, where instead of just putting those cornerbacks out on an Island consistently over and over again. And while it worked a lot in the regular season and we saw them win a ton of regular season games, we seen once they got to the playoffs, teams kind of beat up. Looking at the secondary, I mean, they signed Kyle Fuller too. Um, so Fuller, Humphrey, and Peters are your three corners. Safeties, you signed Marcus Williams. Chuck Clark's very good. Kyle Hamilton, and you still have Tony Jefferson. This, like Jesse said, this defense is going to be scary as they always are good for a good defense. Can't forget, Justin, Jesse's uh, comeback player of the year, Patrick Queen who he is very excited to watch this. Also, this is a big year for the Ravens. They haven't signed Lamar yet, and he's a free agent at the end of the year. So indeed he is. So not sure what's going to happen with that. Um, 
you guys going to take a bet on Ravens to win the division or no? I'm going with the Bengals, I think. I am also going with the Bengals. Give me the Ravens. I think the Bengals are scarier in the playoffs, but I think the Ravens consistently are just such a good regular season. They, they, it's, it's very reminiscent, obviously, of the Titans. Like, I think they're literally built the same way, where it's like this team is so good at winning games in November and December when other teams are beaten up um, as long as they can stay healthy. Agreed. Justin, any last points? No. I think this division is two-dog race, really, between Ravens and Bengals and until the Browns sort their shit out, I think they're kind of irrelevant, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Ravens and Bengals both make the playoffs regardless. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Deshaun Watson stuff. Um, Hall of Fame games tomorrow. Is it really? That's, yeah. Lawrence no. and ETN will not play. <sighs> what is she? Yeah, August 4th, Justin. Look it up, please. Oh, my God. By the, <laughs> well, by the time this comes out, it'll be last week. But holy God, I can't believe that's... Wow. Football back, baby. That's gross. I know. Not gross, but like Remember oh my the one God. year they canceled it because like the field. Just yes, the Colts and Packers were supposed yeah. to play. <laughs> they just canceled it out of nowhere. So yes, they did. Justin, want to hit us with an outro? No. Um, we're doing more of these breakdowns. We got the South and the East yet to go, so we'll probably start with oh. the East next, and then uh, we're doing some trade deadline stuff. But that'll probably already be out by the time this one's released because of priority and getting actually around to doing that. So, yeah, listen to those.